Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to What Lies Beneath. Um, we, first of all, uh, we just wanted to say thank you guys so much for the overwhelming support that you guys have shown us so far in just one episode. Um, but this is only episode number two, so I should probably start off by letting you know who this is. So, first of all, I'm Trevor. And Christian, say something, bro. You there? Hey, everybody. And uh, what's nice to know is that Trevor and I only have one mother. We don't have the same mother, so that's quantity two. Uh, it appears that we've had 61 downloads. So just by pure deduction, we believe that it's it's more than just uh, our relatives. So yeah, it's more than that. <laughs> it's more than just uh, you know my brother and sister, and then you know Nick. <laughs> that's nice to know. But seriously, though, like I appreciate it. And if any of you guys are from the the Bro Ohio podcast, welcome. I, I'm actually in that uh, private forum, so I know I posted it up in there, and, and a lot of you guys gave us pretty good feedback. Uh, we'll try to work on that. Uh, the The interrupting ghost is not with us today, so no need to worry on that one. <laughs> Schrader, he's like, God damn it, why'd you bring that up? Um, but yeah, I wanted to to mention, guys, we did start an Instagram account. You can follow us at What Lies Beneath Podcast, and uh, that's probably the best place to reach us as of right now. And you can. Uh, reach out to us on topics, uh, any feedback you want. Uh, you can always just leave a review if you'd like to. Uh, but enough of that, though. I just wanted to say real fast, like this memory just popped into my brain. When Schrader was here last, um, man, we we had one of the, the most amazing bro dates ever. Am I right? <laughs> It'll go down in the annals of bro date history. So, like... Christian and I, we go on like these random excursions and we don't even put two thoughts into it about, you know, what people might think about us. So, for example, one time uh, it was back in probably December on it was cold as shit out and it was icy and stuff and uh, ice skating season, basically. And uh, so we decided, you know what, like, let's go ice skating. So <laughs> Christian and I went ice skating, but we, then we topped it off in Indianapolis when he visited last weekend. So they just came out with these uh, uh, battery-powered, like, I don't know, motorized scooters, I guess. So they go 20 miles an hour at, at top speeds, and basically you can ride pretty much anywhere. Like, you can go on the sidewalks, this, the roads. I mean, obviously, be wary of traffic. Um, and I don't know, like, you can you can ride next to the canal. So him and I rode next to the canal together, and it was just, it was just a, you know, broke back mountain of a time. But anyways, Christian's not that talkative tonight, as I can see. Oh, just concentrating, just trying to harken <laughs> back just, to the good old days of, of uh, peering out over the canal and, and uh, trying to avoid collisions and things like that. <clears throat> Dude, I mean, you guys have never lived until you've got on one of these scooters. I mean, everyone, you know, everyone from a five-year-old kid to a, you know, a 60 year old man stares you down and makes you feel like you're a piece of shit because you're riding on this scooter, weaving it out of people. Uh, but it was, I mean, it was a hell of a time, but enough rambling. One of the, one of the uh, feedback that we got was uh, apparently we go on too many tangents um, and it's only episode two and nobody knows who the hell we are yet. So it was irrelevant apparently. So we apologize, but this episode, um, 
we're going to cover the Ark of the Lost Covenant. And honestly, when Christian brought this one up to me, I was like, ah, oh, like this is going to be lame because um, I don't know, like not that I think that Indiana Jones is like stupid or anything, but like, I mean, hey, I've watched hey, it, but tread, it's just tread lightly. <laughs> tread lightly. I mean, I, I enjoyed it, but like, I just never put like thought, you know, real deep thought into it. And man, I researched it when I started researching, I probably researched for at least an hour and a half to two hours. And I mean, we had, we had a lot of notes on this. We wanted to tie in the Holy grail with it too, but we're gonna have to save that for another episode, I believe, because we just have so much information on, I mean, this one topic alone, but uh, I wanted to let Christian take the reins for a little bit and kind of start it off. Uh, Cause he's, you know, he's, Honestly, he's probably a better researcher than I am, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see. But Christian, go ahead, dude. Start off. What do you so got for us? First and foremost, we're developing our research habits uh, because essentially they're yeah, non-existent. And we're Trevor, well, yeah, Trevor. Trevor proposed that we used Google Docs, and I figured, oh, well, I could do all my research in a day. And I, I opened up the Google Doc this morning, and uh, Trevor. Uh, Trevor posed some serious competition when it came to researching. He had, I think he had five or six sheets and I, I'm, I'm sitting here on a Sunday and oh my gosh, I was, I was uh, terrified about what I'd have to <laughs> compile, but I did come up with something. Uh, we'll see if it serves any value. So Indiana Jones definitely have a man crush besides Trevor on, on Indiana Jones. Uh, I appreciate that. dude. He, he's, he's the embodiment of five o'clock shadow, not Trevor, but Indy. Uh, <laughs> what's his actual name in the movie is it is it no, his it last name Jones? Jones it's a nickname okay. that okay. was okay. attributed okay. to him as a kid uh so we were we were thinking it well obviously so there are more more relevant conspiracies i don't know if that's the proper term more renowned conspiracies than the ark uh we wanted to tackle some of the lighter ones just to become familiar with with how we perform research and things like that. So the arc popped in my head because I knew well, a little about it other than what it looked like. And then it's association with the Bible. I really didn't know about his powers. So we'll go back. What I'm trying to say is, so uh, we'll, we'll create the backdrop. The Ark of the covenant was a vessel and a relic that is closely associated with the, Israelites within the 40 years that they, uh, after the Exodus from Egypt. So we'll go back to the Israelites. They are a biblical group, ethnic group, if you want to call them that. And it's disputed how, uh, how they actually materialized, how the tribe or nation materialized, if it was legitimately the 12 tribes of Israel from Abraham and Isaac and Joseph, or if it's just a series of nomadic groups that united in order to protect themselves in the land of Canaan. Scholars are more proponents, are much more proponents of the latter than the former. Uh, so anyway, the Israelites... This within the 12 tribes of Israel, uh, according to the Bible, experienced famine. 
and they were in the land of Canaan, which I believe is just just east of the Nile, uh, east of the Suez Canal right now. Uh, so they decided to migrate west in hopes of being supported by the Egyptian <clears throat> Egyptian Empire. And, uh, and they were a very small group at that moment. But according to the Bible, within, I believe it was four generations, they were totaling 600,000 fighting men, which is absurd because that would that would propel them to over 2 million inhabitants, uh, essentially. Uh, but anyway, according to scripture, the Pharaoh was becoming concerned about the growing power just by sheer numbers of, of this, of these tenants in his own empire and decided to enslave them. <clears throat> and one of the first measures of this, Enslavement was the murder of the firstborn child <clears throat> per family, uh, just to demonstrate his power, and consequently take out a significant amount of <clears throat> their fighting men. So then you you have Moses, and Moses was the firstborn child. Uh, I don't remember the the mother's name, and Moses was sent down the river and and concealed from the Pharaoh's men in order to, or by his mother in order to save him from, from certain death. And later he would be found and not necessarily, it wasn't revealed that he was an Israelite, but he was raised uh, by, he was raised in Egypt, uh, Cairo. I don't know if it was Memphis, wherever it was. Memphis. <laughs> no, Memphis, Most, Memphis, Memphis was the capital of ancient, uh, dude, ancient I, Egypt. I, I leg- I legit thought you were trying to throw a dad joke in there and saying like no. Memphis, Tennessee, like. <laughs> no, I'm serious. I'm serious. No, Memphis... Mo, dude, Moses is a badass. When we get into the story, like dude, Mo, Moses, man, he, he's one of the big hey, keys. If to there's it. anybody who can who can rock a, a cloak, you know, raggedy cloak, awesome sandals, and a, a great beard, it's it's Moses. Dude, don't don't lift that damn cloak though. You might be hit in the face with some stench or a whale cock. We don't know which, but probably both. Uh, Probably both, yeah. And you give them lip, that staff is coming your way. <laughs> Good old staff infection, dude. How many how many diseases do you think like were were there back then? Just like everything. I don't know. AIDS got real. I don't. Big dude, I don't know. I don't know though because you know through my research, man. Like there's some alien conspiracies. So who knows? Maybe they were more advanced than we were. Um, I mean, they, they were rocking, you know, Birkenstocks rather than like Nikes back then, but Who, Moses, uh, I mean, you know, just everyone in that time, they were either barefoot or they were rocking some old ass Jesus sandals. Well, they call them Chacos. Are those the new type of sandal? I saw Dude, the other Birken- day. Birkenstocks are still in, in style, man. At Amazon, I see those all the fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. Annoying. Annoying. Yeah. I think the only people who wear those these days though, are people who save the whales with Greenpeace. <laughs> or don't More than eat. likely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we won't, we won't go there. We might offend some people, but uh, meat rules, by the way. Um, anyways, uh, so let's get into the arc before we get into some of the people, because I think the arc is actually, I think we need to kind of explain what the, what the hell this is, like the Ark of the Covenant. Before we get in, I mean, obviously we're going to explain some of the characters and some of the people that were involved, but... I think we need to actually like, you know, what the hell is the Ark of the Covenant basically? So 
So from my research, and I'm sure Christian saw the, you know, similar things, this isn't something that was necessarily like, you know, a conspiracy. I mean, this was pretty straightforward across the board, but uh, basically it was, uh, it was built 3000 years ago. Uh, it says by the Israelites to house uh, two stone tablets, uh, AKA the 10 commandments, basically the laws of the, of the world uh, that, that God gave everybody to follow. Um, and I wanted to go into detail about the Ark because some of the details actually uh, do matter. I mean, it was a, it was a huge list of instructions that, that God gave uh, Moses uh, he said, make the chest out of, and I'm not sure how to pronounce this, but the wood is basically like, it's basically like cedar. Uh, it's like A-C-A-C-I-A. So I'm going to say. Acacia, uh, like the fraternity. Okay. 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 Acacia. <laughs> what? The the what? There's an acacia frat. Oh God. Are they a bunch of fucking Israelites or what? Far from it. Oh, okay. Well, anyways, uh, but he said, Make it two and a half cubits long, uh, a cubit and a half wide, and a cubit and a half high. Now, I'm honestly like I, I don't know what those measurements mean, so I'm gonna let the I'm gonna let the genius over there uh, take it away. Dude, what what does that mean? Like what what is genius cubits? A, a cubit. So maybe I'm just an idiot, and maybe everybody knows what this is. <laughs> well, what I read into it, I was curious as well, and just going to Bible school back in my wee days. The cubit was understood to be approximately 18 inches. Uh, okay. So if you have a cubit-sized appendage, you're doing rather well. But what that was is from the the tip of the longest finger, normally the middle finger, hopefully, unless you get a few chopped off, to the bottom of the elbow. <clears throat> so okay. it, instead of having a, a specific measuring device, they would just take your forearm and measure that. So okay, I have okay. I have the dimensions at fifty two by thirty one by thirty one inches. Yeah, that that Definitely. makes more sense for for uh, the general population. Yeah, so basically they have these measurements, super specific. And honestly, I I tried to to look into it why so specific, but honestly, I couldn't really find much about it. But uh, it could tie into with a theory, maybe possibly later. But uh, so other other than the dimensions. He said to Moses, "Overlay it with gold, both inside and out. Uh, sort of, sort of like, uh, kind of like a mold around the wood, and then basically cast four gold rings uh, for it to fasten to the feet, and then two rings on each side to carry it uh, or to put poles through it. So basically, you carry it like, so like picture like an Egyptian king or you know somebody of high authority back in the day. Uh, but, you know they would never walk. People would." Uh, you, you, I don't know if they were slaves, um, but they weren't really high up, obviously, but they had to, they would have one person on each. So two people per pole carrying the king or the person of high authority. So just, that's kind of what it was like, the box or whatever. Um, two people per pole. Is that, is that the yeah. equation? You can only have that's, two people that's per one, pole. I mean, I guess you can go more than that, but I mean, if I'm picturing it, dude, that's what it is to me. So didn't they have drones back then? They could just <laughs> strap a couple of uh, chains to well, the drone and lifted it. Well, with one of the theories, you know, that could be a, a slight possibility, but uh, but we'll anyways, just get, like, fifty hoverboards and put it underneath. <laughs> can you imagine? And then, they'll, and then they'll catch fire. 
melt the gold. God, that wouldn't that would not be that wouldn't be a good day for them though. Uh, it, it was also known or to um, the people carrying it or pretty much everybody that uh, the poles were to remain in the rings of the ark. Uh, you know, if they were removed, uh, you know, bad shit happens. God did not like it. So, and and that's a story that we're going to cover here eventually too. Uh, but you can touch God's pole. You just can't remove God's pole. Just remember that. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I think I would be upset God? if somebody removed my pole as well. <laughs> yeah, probably. Um, I'm trying to see here. Yeah, that's pretty much it on the dimension. It was super, like, it, it was super specific, which I don't, I, I couldn't find any information why. Uh, but it does state that it's about the size of like a 19th century Siemens chest. So you know, basically, in other words, just a big ass wooden chest that could, you know, hold uh, whatever they wanted to, basically. Um, yeah, semen in the 19th century lifted for days, so the pecs were of a sizable mass. Yeah, so that's why it's measured like that. And actually, it's written <laughs> written down in scripture too that in 1000 BC it was going to be the same size as a 19th century semen's chest. Is that what is that what the scripture said? Oh yeah, so so it's okay. amazing the foreshadowing they had for how yeah how how, how does one chest, what what size they're going to be. How does one foreshadow something like that? Unless they unless they knew something, you know, like they had like a special something, you know, maybe well, like the Ark. Aliens meme. <laughs> definitely right there. Insert here. Right. You're right. So you the Ark to, was... So Trevor, would you like me to continue with the context of the Ark or what do you want me to yeah, do? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we'll go ahead and then we'll get into kind of, I know you touched on the Exodus a little bit, but we'll kind of get into like what actually, you know, like, you know, basically well, what, I'd, what I'd the like fuck to, is the Exodus. So, but yeah, go ahead. I'd like to continue with the Exodus. So Moses yeah. was raised inside Egypt and he, he evaded certain death. And once he was 40, four zero on the dot, he noticed somebody, well, a fellow Israelite was being, harassed and being beaten, abused by a couple of Egyptians. I don't know if they were guards or what. And I don't know how this materialized, but he killed whomever was harassing the Israelite and knew that he would once again have to evade death by just leaving Egypt as a whole. So he wandered in the desert for another 40 years. Uh, There's this fetish for 40, I guess, in the Bible. Yeah, it's it's weird. And saw a burning bush. Um, now, generally, when I see a burning bush, I, I douse it with water. But Moses, I think, was dude, hanging out when I do when I th- when I think of burning bush, I think of like a redhead that you know their their pubes are just caught on fire and they have no soul and they're burning to death. Uh, a little morbid, but go ahead. <laughs> there you go, Trevor. Way to alienate our audience, man. Shout You're out to all you. All you fire crotches out there. Dude, I wanted to say shout out to Moses, dude. Without Moses, dude, we wouldn't have dogs. You know, he saved all the fucking animals. That was Noah, my man. Was it? Oh, God, yeah, dude. Moses, I must have been, I must have been badass, drinking, dude. But he can't, he can't tackle two major biblical events. Okay. Are they related at all? Are they related? <laughs> Everyone in the Bible is related, right? Somewhere down the line. I'm sure you and <laughs> I, I are like related. A- somewhere now now i just feel dumb like i i thought for sure i was like wow yeah moses man he's the man but he's the one who parted the red sea though 
But Moses, Moses received the command from the burning bush. Uh, I don't know if he was tripping on something. And he was told to return to Egypt and inform Pharaoh that if he did not release the Israelites from captivity, that the certain plagues would be cast upon his nation and that the firstborn male of every family would be killed by the uh, whatever angels, ghost, demon, whatever God has in his back pocket just to wreak havoc. And Pharaoh neglected to take heed of Moses' warning, and the 12 plagues were uh, cast upon Egypt. And then Pharaoh said finally, he finally had enough. And actually Passover, if you're familiar with Passover, you had Passover meant that the, the angel of death passed over the homes of the Israelites if they painted their doorframe with the blood of their, uh, with their firstborn lamb. So that happened. Pharaoh was upset. He said, I, I'm done with you guys. I, I, I don't need, I don't need you Goldbergs and Goldsteins anymore. Um, I'm shipping you guys out. Um, I'm tired of your banking systems and things of that extent. But, uh, but he, he let him go. And then finally he, on second thought, he was like, hey, you know what? I, I'm really pissed. I'm going to chase after him in my fiery chariots and we're going to drown him in the, in the, the uh, Red Sea. And then Moses parted the water, and then they decided to wander in the desert and moved to Mount Sinai, where, as Trevor was mentioning, Moses received specific commands for how to construct the ark. And also the Torah was written, which is the, uh, the law, which is much more extensive than just the Ten Commandments. But then Moses did receive the Ten Commandments, which were the staple of God's law. And when he came down, the ark was uh, created and the tablets were put inside. Now, if you've seen uh, History of the World Part 1, shout out to Mel Brooks, you know that there were 15 commandments, but it, it's pretty tough holding three tablets, so naturally you have to drop one. But yes, the ark was constructed after, after God dictated the law and the Ten Commandments to Moses. It was, it was created in order to house those sacred or those sacred tablets. Uh, and I don't know what else there is to discuss. Um, well, I'm trying to think. Um, so the Exodus, um, is this before the Israelites were promised by God, uh, Canaan basically, or, or the promised land? Was that before or is that like during, or is that after? Cause it was kind of confusing when I was looking at it. Well, Canaan was the promised land at the time of Joseph, which was several hundred years before, I believe. And they became enslaved, and that was the that was the promise that was maintained throughout. And okay, and then so then after that, then that's when like the Exodus like took place, basically. The Exodus removed them from Egyptian rule by God's hand. Okay. And then okay. it was it was slated for them to go find Canaan. Okay. Uh, but there are several reasons that they were, they wandered in the desert for four years because the Israelites grumbled, created false prophets and things of that extent. And God said he had enough. He was going to kill off all of the generation that had, that had, uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, uh, had insolence well, toward him. And then well, what I read is, is that God, you know, he has these commands and basically the, the path that they had to go on, 
you know, it obviously wasn't the most safe thing in the world. You know, they had famine, they had uh, poison, all, you know, all this disease they had to go through. They had, at one point, there were giants on, on the route that they had to go through. And they, all they had uh, was God's command, basically, and they had to trust God. And so they went through some of these things. And you they, know, they encounter like, a hookah smoking caterpillar like an Alice in Wonderland. You know, they could have. I don't know. I mean, they also say that everyone in the Bible lived to be like 300 years old, too. So <laughs> who, who fucking knows, right? If I make it to 30, um, I'll, I'll be happy. For real, dude. <laughs> uh, but for real, like anyways. So basically, you know, it's kind of like a father-son type of a deal. You know, your dad tells you to do something and, you know, you're what you're 13 you're a cocky little bastard and you're like you know fuck that dad well, i'm not doing father, that a bastard but i'll let you continue trevor whatever whatever and but anyways you know that you know they're like yeah we're not doing that just because you said so so rebellion uh they were rebellious they they said no you know they didn't want to go further so you know how did god react to this you know basically what christian was was getting at is he left them to rot in the desert for however long until they passed away, which I don't I, I don't remember if they ever said the age of these people at that time. But well, Moses was uh, eighty at the time of the Exodus. Okay, but well, th- the funny part is I think they were actually left in the desert for thirty years, and uh, they all died. But apparently Moses didn't. Is he like some sort of like? archangel or something because okay. this dude never fucking he never fucking dies so what, and he what, he was there to lead the next generation onward that's that was the thing that was like what in fact the opposite that like, god ensured sure? that moses died with the generation that had committed these insolent acts such as creating false gods and just grumbling and and uh there was a borderline rebellion against moses and then there was an incident where Moses was uh, was sentenced to this as well because the people were grumbling. They they didn't have any water and they didn't rely on God to provide the water, and they were going to take out Moses. Uh, and he he uh, struck a rock, and I don't think it was in the manner that God intended, or God thought Moses was taking it on his initiative, stating that he created the water, so, allowed water to uh, be provided. But anyway, they, they were they were sentenced to 40 years in the desert to kill off that generation, and then they would move to the land of Canaan by Joshua's, by Joshua's leadership uh, with the Ark of the Covenant. The Ark of the Covenant was an integral part okay. of, of their conquering and traveling and making it to oh, yeah. Canaan. The Ark of the Covenant is the key piece of the story, and we're getting to it. Don't worry. I know it seems like we're going on a tangent here, but it's important that you guys kind of understand the backstory and, and kind of what led to this. Um, but I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. Maybe my sources are like a fifth grader making shit up, but like, I thought um, that it said that uh, the generation uh, passed. Obviously, they died. And then Moses. Uh, was there still and he rallied the truce, but then he eventually, I read that he died obviously. Um, but I don't think that really, that doesn't really matter though. I don't think it's more so, uh, what's next, basically, uh, the next generation. So onward, um, they have, uh, what's now, uh, called, you know, the Ark of the covenant. 
Um, and so many miracles happened on their journey uh, to the promised land. Uh, and I want to let Christian kind of start to touch on that a little bit, and then I'll impose as I can. So the Ark of the Covenant had an entourage of priests, and I, they refer to them as Levites, which I'm not certain what a Levite exactly is. I think Leviathan. That's that's what I'm going with. Levite, and maybe it's just a is Levite it is it are are they, are they two different are they two different things? Yeah, Leviathan is a is a mythic creature. Is it okay? Damn, I'm just I'm totally just destroying this episode. That's why you got me here, man. You got some decent filler material coming spewing out of my <laughs> mouth. You can sit back and and just uh, contemplate. So anyway, they like I said, they had an entourage that tended to the ark and they mandated that they would carry this in an order of battle and just a uh, caravan, the general caravan, because they were nomadic. They didn't have a settlement. So they, they, they would have to, they would carry it around with them when they were en route. And then they would create tabernacles when they settled at various destinations along the route to Canaan. Yeah, and so basically what a tabernacle is, from my own understanding, is just like basically when they you know came to a rest or came to a stop or whatever for sleep or whatever, uh, basically it's just like a safe haven for the, the ark. So they it was a thing that they could build up and tear down basically in the matter of you know however long it, it take, took them to build it back then. But it was basically just a, a structure built around the ark to sort of protect it. That's kind of what I got from it. It was a correct tent. me if I'm wrong. It was just a tent. Yeah, it yeah, basically a tent. a tent. Exactly, exactly. Uh, yeah, that's kind of what I was thinking too. But we, but then again, we don't know if they were more sophisticated back then or not. So it seems as if they weren't depicted from what people, you know, how they depict the Bible and things like that, some of the stories. But uh, but anyways, go ahead. The Ark of the Covenant, what was so significant about it is not only did it house the Ten Commandments, because God, it, God had inscribed his commands on there, not Moses. So it, it had been touched by God. And also there was believed that God's presence uh, hovered above the actual cherubim. Now there's another stipulation: the ark. You've you've only seen it with the two cherubs on top, the the winged creatures that are opposed to each other, and then just the ornate gold details. But it was covered. It was covered for most of its existence because of its potency, its power, and yep. and. Uh, uh, We'll get into something that occurred because it was uncovered later, but it was an essential essential portion of them crossing the Jordan uh, on their way to Canaan. This was under Joshua's rule, and it they approached the waters and it dried up immediately. And there's they conducted or compiled a shrine there to just to uh, memorialize that. There was also the battle and siege of Jericho, which is a heavily fortified city. There was a giant wall surrounding it that couldn't be surmounted. So the advanced infantry party had a, a series of trumpeters. I don't know. It was like a goat horn that they used. It's quite a trumpet. I'm not sure that makes one out. <laughs> it, reminds me of like, it reminds me of some like Game of Thrones episode right. or some shit. Or, or like no, no. Trevor after you to bunch of Be- beans. 
Yeah, you're right. Uh, what's that? What's the movie where they they're in the Trojan horse and they overthrow the city? That's kind of what it reminds me of. The Battle of Troy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's exactly what this reminds me of. And I wanted to say one thing real fast that I thought was kind of strange. Like, um, you know, this this thing basically was built to house the the Ten Commandments. And I'm pretty sure I saw that you put the Aaron Rod, which I want you to explain what the hell that is. Um, I don't think it's a sex toy. I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> I was confused at the beginning too. Uh, yeah, I would suggest but, typing Aaron's rod into Google. <laughs> you might be surprised what you find. Uh, but, but one thing I wanted to say about the box and real fast is, <laughs> I don't know which, I don't know which AA Ron we're talking about here, but uh, the box, the box. All right. The box. So it's my, um, in a box. <laughs> it was made out of wood, which I thought that was kind of strange since it houses something so significant, such as the Ten Commandments, like, you know, something so powerful that obviously there was gold on it. But like you would think if this was something that they wanted to preserve forever, you know, they would have used something other than wood. Um, but there's a theory later on that we'll get into that kind of, well, it, you know, might. It, it might explain why they use wood, and I'll, I won't get into that yet. But you, you mind if I add my two cents with the construction? Is wood yeah, go ahead, much go ahead. lighter than stone, and much You're lighter. Right. And it's, it was very difficult to forge metals in that era if they did at all. Uh, gold is a very malleable material; it's easily manipulated. So you have a thin plate of gold on a wood structure; it's going to be easily transportable. Now you say, yeah, you think wood. It would uh, is not a viable material, but in fact, it is. With the uh, just in my opinion, I I think I think that's why they they utilized it. Uh, but anyway, all right, Christian Schrader, everybody. I digress. I digress. <laughs> Do we want to discuss the power uh, of it? Uh, you know, using well, the Battle of Jericho, where the walls tumbled down and and uh, yeah, we'll ransack. The we'll city. get into that here. We'll get into that here in a second. First, I wanted to bring up, because this is also part of the power of it, I guess, too. Um, uh, so apparently uh, they were traveling or whatever. And I don't know uh, in which chronological order this came in. Um, but uh, from my research, it, it said that, you know, they were they were moving along. Um, they came to uh, Kadan Uza. I don't know. How do you spell that? He, apparently, he was driving the car they, or whatever. They found a can Uzi. Um, <laughs> yeah, they found an Uzi way back in the fucking day. Yeah. Uh, and anyways, he uh, he. Okay, so the the floor of of Kedon, That's what I'm gonna call it. Uza was the driver. So Uza, he reached his hand out to steady the ark uh, because the oxen had stumbled or whatever. Um, probably because this dude was fucking carrying it for. God knows how long he's tired of shit. He need a break. So anyways, uh, God or Yahweh as they like to use, which I think that's dude. I just, man, there's a lot of shit that goes through my mind when I hear Yahweh. Uh, like but anyways, the Lord's ain't chocolate drink. <laughs> I don't know. That's Yahoo. Or wait, what is that called? What's that? Dude, those are good though. It's not the search. Yahoo's. I think I know what you're talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. The chocolate. It's like milk somewhat carbonated. No, it's not carbonated. It's, it's like chocolate it's, milk. It's cho- It's basically chocolate milk. I it was but they re- they rebranded it basically, and it's chocolate milk. But yeah. So, anyways, uh, this pissed got off, and uh, basically he struck him down because he had put his hand on the ark, 
so basically God took out the Uzi and shot his ass. And uh, earlier, or sorry, I think we didn't mention this before, but uh, it was said that the Ark was only to be carried by the Le- the Levites, or however you pronounce Levites. that. Not the Levi- Levites, not the Leviathans. <laughs> the Levites. Not um, creatures that are large enough to actually easily carry the thing. You know, we're, we're putting it on the backs of these poor ass Levites who don't know why they're selected to do this. <clears throat> yeah. Well, the the Levites are basically a group of Hebrews, is what it says, that are set apart from the temple workers. So they're a little bit higher up than your, you know, normal person or your, you know. So it's probably so, like a deacon as opposed to a priest, not necessarily the upper tier. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I wanted to bring, I wanted to mention that because, uh, I mean, that's powerful. Like, you know, God, you know, why is it, why does it matter so much that this driver or whatever touched it and God immediately smited him down? You know, like what actually is he protecting in this thing? And I know we, we didn't, we talked about it, but we didn't explain it yet. Before we get into more of the powers, like, did you ever look into what like the Aaron rod actually is? Like, what is Well, the Aaron rod? So Moses's brother was Aaron and Moses had a staff rod as they called it. That was very powerful. Part of the Red Seas with it. Well, Aaron somehow received a rod of equal power allegedly. And I don't know why Aaron's rod was put in the ark unless they're like, okay, we got to have one rod in the ark. Who's ark? Who's, who's rod? Who, who, who drew the short rod? Aaron All I can think of when you say rod is just a big dick. <laughs> my bad, dude. Go but ahead. Yeah, that, that's my understanding behind it is that it was okay. a powerful entity and someone's rod had to go in the ark, so Aaron's rod went in the ark. Aaron sucked that rod deep within that fucking ark. Um, so, like I said, you know, they got on this journey and they experienced some miracles, and Christian did touch on. Uh, the Jordan river already. Um, and I think I may have touched on this a little bit, but basically uh, on their path to, you know, the supposed uh, promised land, the ark was said to have cleared the impediments and poisonous animals from their path on the journey. And, you know, well, like I'm just, I'm curious, like, I don't know. I don't really have like a, a theory on this, but like, what was it that was so powerful inside of this that cleared out, you know, the the dirty if you would like do you have like do you have any theories on this one like radiation from this thing oh, like, saying, it was so powerful that it just naturally yeah like what was it that like it was the stench that, of because it's rod <laughs> god damn it they cut thank poor aaron dude this dude fucking died and they cut his dick off and threw it in the box well, and they they like they put the, the bastard out of his misery but they didn't they kept him alive <laughs> he's just a prune in there and he has his <laughs> dick in his hand He's the eunuch MVP of the Israelites. <laughs> but yeah, oh, you're, you're talking about terrestrial reasons for this, for the... the you, think, you think it's terrestrial? Okay. Well, I mean, I don't know. I I, I do believe... Well, I, do I, have- I personally believe in a higher power, so could could God have... Could God have uh, uh, allotted power to this? Maybe. I don't know. I, it's it's well, I think, these are ancient Hebrew texts that that were, were relying upon, and they claimed that six hundred thousand or there were two million uh, two million Israelites that were somehow held captive by roughly three to three point five million Egyptians. So yeah, so 
I there, there there's some inconsistencies. Um, I'm not disputing it, but that's just my impression. Uh, I mean, I I agree with you. I believe in the, in the higher power too. I mean, we we'd have to be small minded to think that you know there's nothing else out there, or you know there's not like a some sort of creator. And I know people, you know, these hardcore atheists can be like, you know, oh, who created the person who created God? Well, then who the hell created the person who? created god you create god you know what i'm saying so you can you, you just keep going um, i mean but the point is is you know again we have to be small-minded to think that there's just nothing else out there but uh, let's get into some of the miracles i guess or some of the other miracles um one in particular was uh, the wall of jericho and this one was kind of bizarre to me i know we talked about it a little bit you know it kind of reminded me of troy uh, but basically, like this thing is so powerful, like uh, the ark, you know, they were playing the, the you know, they were playing the trumpets um, and then boom, on the seventh day, the wall fell down and then they could just go in and, you know, easy win, basically. Now, I don't know uh, what it is about that. I, I think there's a theory that I have written down later that kind of maybe explains that a little bit. But um, let's see here. Um, so. Okay, after the Exodus or whatever, uh, let's get into, uh, shoot, what are they called? Okay, the Babylonian Empire. So I have in around 597 and 586 BC, uh, the Babylonian Empire conquered the Israelites. And at that time, it was said that the Ark was stored in Jerusalem at a temple. But uh, for some odd reason, after this invasion, um, it vanished from history and nobody knows where the hell it's at from here. So where the hell did it go? So (laughs) this is kind of where it gets interesting and probably going down a few different rabbit holes, but um, was there anything that you wanted to mention maybe about the Babylonian empire that I made it may have kind of looked over that's important or, well, I mean, I have a few other anecdotes in regards to instances. Yeah. of, of Yeah. Yeah. Go ahead the power of the ark, but if you want to, I was just going to mention that that 70 men from the, it's amazing in the Bible, everything always ended in a zero. It was always perfect, but this (laughs) Meshem Badim town, because I I know it starts with an M, but I can't really remember how it went, but I'm just going to call it Meshem Badim. This town that once the ark was returned to the, Israelites, after the Philistinians had taken it, had, had conquered their the army. And, uh, so it was en route to being returned to the Israelites. And I think it was set down somewhere. It was being stored. And 70 men from this Meshembedem village decided to pull up the cover and peer on the ark. And I don't know what happened. It could have been like the Nazis from the Raiders of the Lost Ark, where there was a giant just beam of energy that just beam. riddled them. Yeah, beam of light. Uh, but yes, yeah, seventy men were killed. Um, casualties are starting to stack. They're stacking bodies seriously. Uh, so, but but before that, the, the so the ark had been carried in several battles by the Israelites, and one particular battle resulted in a significant a severe loss, and the ark was confiscated by the Philistines. Now, when the Philistines they moved it around their territory, and every village had some sort of plague or or uh, hardship and they're like enough with this shit whatever this is we're pushing it back to the israelites and that's that's what happened that kind of and then 
Uzzah, that ties in kind of to the radiation. You remembered there. Uzzah, the guy who touched the ark. That was yeah. that was in route to returning the ark to Israel. Uh, okay. Okay. And then, so that was a, that was after like the shit went down. Basically, shit hit the fan. They were trying to re- they were trying to like return it to a safe haven. Basically. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And what else happened? Gotcha. Uh, David received, or so they, they they refer to it as consulting the ark. And when I think of consulting is that they had some sort of spiritual connection with God that was a vessel that that allowed them to gain particular knowledge or wisdom on how to proceed or just even power in general uh, to vanquish foes and things of that extent. Uh, so they're like, no, we don't want it. We don't want it. You take it. You take it. We so don't want David, it. You take it. <laughs> David and Solomon, the two famous kings of Israel, really utilized the ark and Solomon even had a temple constructed for it. Uh, Solomon's temple. Hmm. But, uh, but like you were saying, Trevor, uh, the Babylonians sacked Israel in was it 587. I'm seeing 587 right now. Yeah. 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 It, I had like a two different dates. So, I mean, in, in that time frame, it, I mean, basically in, in between 500 and 600 BC. So long ass time ago. <laughs> And uh, we don't know if the Ark was concealed from the conquerors, if the Ark was in the temple, or where, where it could have been at that time. And that's, that's where we lose track of it. Now, I, I, I read something interesting yep. that King Josiah, not necessarily, that name doesn't mean anything to me, and that, that's one of the kings of Israel after Solomon, way after Solomon, uh, it was mentioned in Chronicles that King Josiah was instructed to say, quotation marks, put the holy ark in the house which Solomon, the son of David, king of Israel, did build. It shall not be burdened upon your shoulders. So what I am deducing from this statement is that they were accustomed to hiding the ark in, in times of certain invasion. And... What's not to say that they, they definitely would have been forewarned. It's not just that the Babylonians came in in two hours and took out the Israelites. No, they in Jerusalem. Yeah, I mean it was a long, ass a long battle. Ass battle. They would have they would have known they would have had known well in advance that the ark was in danger. And I believe, knowing how complex Solomon's temple was, that they would either have take measures in order to transport it somewhere else, or at least conceal it in some hidden chamber down in the. Uh, down in the temple. That's just my opinion. Okay. Um, yeah, and I have some I have some information on that too, real fast. So it, it was speculated uh, that the priests feared that they would lose the war. Which, aka, dude, have some faith, you assholes. <laughs> um, but anyways, they took they took it out. <laughs> they took Trevor it out. They hid it. And um, yeah, dude, the temple that you're talking about, like the the Temple Mount, is that what it's called? Um, or that's what I have written down. I'm not sure the exact name, but it, basically it still stands in Jerusalem today. Um, and then it's reportedly uh, honeycombed with caves and tunnels. So, you know, one of the questions that arises is, did they move it down into what Christian was saying under this mount, under this temple, um, you know, somewhere under, you know, way underground and into these caves, you know, is it there? No, I mean, nobody knows. Um, and then, Let's see. There's some other ones. 
the the it says is the M O S L E M is that is that supposed to be a Muslim or is it or Muslim? <laughs> I don't know how the fuck to say that, but uh, the Dome of the Rock or whatever. Yeah, whatever. I'm gonna say Muslim. Um, it says it's a building that protects the huge boulder, which was likely located at the the Holy of Holies, aka where they invented holy jeans. Um, in the ancient hey, Hebrew don't be temples. knocking this ventilation. <laughs> you're it's not only, wrong. It's you're only not somewhat wrong. paralleled by cut off the jorts. Dude, jorts are oh, life. They're, they're and, coming back. And the thing is, it, you're really styling uh, with with the with the greater density of the frayed edges on the on the jorts. <laughs> gotta be. They gotta. They gotta be almost whitewashed. You gotta have the frayed edges, man. Mm, exactly. You have to have and, tube socks. And also you have to have tube to, uh, socks all the way to your shins too. And like the the white New Balance oh, yeah. shoes, but they have to be white tube socks, stuff. and you have to have red and black stripes at the top. So, all right, all right game over after that, dude. You're a lady killer. <laughs> uh, but it, it was said that um, at at this temple, uh, one one of the experts, whatever the hell that means, uh, said that they located a rectangular impression in the rock where he thinks the ark once sat, and uh, where this is is located exactly where the new temple is built, and so it's almost like they built this temple around it, sort of to protect it. Uh, but the problem is, is they built it sort of on top of it too, so you can't really get into it. Um, and this leads me, I guess, into uh, a secret excavation in 1982 that was carried out um, by the late rabbi uh, I'm probably going to butcher this but I'll never talk I'll never talk to this guy so who gives a shit uh, Rabbi Yehudu Mir Getz Yehudu. <laughs> how, how, how accurate was that dude <laughs> it sounds like Scooby Doo Yabby Dabby Doo I need a picnic basket um, but <laughs> god damn it uh, but anyways, it was rumored uh, that it was rumored that the illegal dig uh, was looking for the ark. Obviously, did they call eight one one? It wasn't they didn't have any gas lines. They called Julie. I don't. I doubt it, man. They probably didn't Who's call called, her. Julie, uh, but Julie it was the found one chip. Yeah, Julie is. That's what it's called, man. Calling the Julie to, and then they'll send out people. The little flags. Yep, they're the flaggers, basically. Yeah, um, but basically the, the you know the dig was cut short. Uh, it, it was said that they were you know they thought they were super super close, but um, this was illegal, obviously. And I mean, this is a sacred place, uh, and for people to even think about like uh, planning a dig here, or, like cutting into the rock, basically, I mean, it was unheard of. Like that'd be like you and I going into the white house and trying to start some shit or something. Um, and yeah, basically they're making too much noise and uh, it got cut short. Uh, gets good old rabbi gets, he was, he thought it was there. Um, but unfortunately he was cut short and he will never, ever be able to be permitted ever again in the near future to dig again. So he'll never find it. So, you fucked up, man. You should have got permission first. Um, let's see. Now, are you following this? Do you have any information on this as well? 
or is this just so this you mentioned me the right temple now? mount so i'm gonna i'm gonna yeah. hop into this this little mode so the knights of the templar in indiana jones world these weren't guys involved with the ark at all they were only consulted in the last crusade so just to get your chronological order down well they were they were in it basically to, to make money. They didn't give a shit what you know nice what it actually temporary. was. Yeah, these people were definitely were not in. No, no, I mean uh, the the person that that was digging looking for it, and and this is my own speculation, but I don't think they actually really. I mean, obviously it's powerful, but I, did, I don't know if they really cared. I think they were in it more for you know the power that it held and you know how much money that they could make them. That's kind of like my own for speculation, but I, I could be hundred percent. Yeah, the people that got caught digging or whatever. I think they were in it for uh, the big, money and the, uh, the power. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Dig Go ahead, though. Some circles. So Knights of the Templars. So Charles was discussing the Temple Mount. So that, that you're, you're talking about the same Temple Mount in Jerusalem, correct? So yeah, the Knights yeah, yeah. of the Templar came to fruition in, let's say, 1139. That's A.D. Anno Domino. So this is borderline of the Renaissance. We're getting out of the dark ages where people are throwing their feces in the streets and hopefully plumbing's on the on the rise here. Jesus, dude. Water flows downhill, so, man. This was a Catholic military order, and it was sanctioned by someone in the Vatican. And they it, this arose after the Crusades. The Crusades the, so the Catholic Church was heavily involved with European politics. Uh, the Holy Roman Empire, what once was the Holy Roman Empire, which was all of Central Europe, uh, uh, was heavily involved with the Catholic Church. It's heavily influenced. And because of the significance in the New Testament of Jerusalem and the Middle East, they decided that they could take it over. They could just fuck shit up. Uh, so the Knights of the Templar was created because many Europeans were, in fact, Christian, almost all of them, almost all of them Catholic, too. They conducted pilgrimages down to Jerusalem, and Jerusalem had been conquered in that time period, let's say close to 1100. And so that the actual Jerusalem was safe, but in transit, it was very, very perilous because of the amount of raiders and, and marauders and, and uh, people who would, who would uh, because of the, the pilgrimage, if you're making, taking a pilgrimage in, in 1200 AD down to Jerusalem, you're going to be wealthy. That's just, that's, that's it. And you're going to have possessions on you of, of, of value. So they were, they were easy targets. And the Knights of the Templar recognized there was a need to escort these pilgrims, these European pilgrims, to Jerusalem. And I really don't know, were they just these zealous individuals who thought they were doing it for the greater good or if they had some ulterior motive, but or they, they were just bored and they wanted to ride around on horses and, and smite people. Uh, but they, they created this order in order to escort the pilgrims down, and it was administered by the Catholic Church. And they also were an elite force during the Crusades, which was actually extending the territory conquered by the Europeans, by the Catholic Church, inside the Middle East. So they were a military arm. They were an escort. Uh, and But what's interesting, there's only about 
were knights. The rest were various administrators inside the organization who are gathering charities and are gathering charitable donations. But their headquarters was in Jerusalem at the Temple Mount. Okay. And the Temple Mount is allegedly on top of the foundation of Solomon's Temple. And it was discovered in, or it would, the Royal Engineers, which I have to believe would, would be through the British Army, were, so Britain in, in the 19th century had Jerusalem. They, they had control of Jerusalem. And their engineers, just out of curiosity, started ex, or starting performing an investigation and the foundation of this Temple Mount, and they discovered several passages and things of that nature. And it was all contorted and very sophisticated. And that could be the Templar uh, digging around in order to finding a lost chamber or a secret chamber that may have housed the Ark. So the Knights Templar could have the Ark. And it has been reported that the Ark was was found by the Knights Templar and moved to Chatter, France, I believe. And and uh, it could have either been at the Temple Mount, or there's another story that the Knights Templar was moving down through Ethiopia and assisted in constructing a church for locals. And they were so greatly, they were so grateful for their efforts that they gave them the Ark of the Covenant in compensation. And okay, whatever sense. happened, however, or whenever the, the Knights Templar actually found the Ark, if they did, they moved it to Italy first, Siena, Italy, and then to Chatter, France. But here's an interesting point. The, there's a cathedral or church, a chapel, I don't know what it is in Siena, Italy, but allegedly there is a, there is a engraving, very small, I don't think it's noticeable, small of the Ark of the Covenant. And this same engraving or similar engraving is that that church by legend is in that church down in Ethiopia that the Knights of the Templar helped construct. And then for whatever reason, and, uh, according to one of the major Knights, it moved to Chatter, France, as opposed to Italy. And that's one of the locations, alleged locations of the Ark at the moment. Uh, and I'm Trevor, I'm sure you have a few other theories on the location of the Ark. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure the theory that you just gave is probably like one of the most recent ones, but I want to uh, go back a little bit to some of the ones that people kind of are speculating on. Uh, one of them, like before I said, you know, the priest that didn't really have faith. And, you know, they, they knew they were going to lose, so they took it out of the city. Uh, well, uh, more people are aiming towards this rather than it actually staying there in Jerusalem, uh, that it might have been hidden in the Jordan River's west bank. Uh, apparently, you know, like there was a lot of caves around here, I guess. Like, apparently there were caves along the Jordan's west bank, uh, which is I thought this was super interesting. Um, right along where the Dead Sea Scrolls were found uh, next to the Dead Sea. Um, and, and people are allegedly thinking that, the, you know, this Ark 
is in one of the caves kind of nearby where the scrolls were found. Um, now, obviously, they haven't found the uh, the Ark yet, or it would have been discovered with along with the Dead Sea Scrolls. But um, and now, let's see. Oh, so it, it was saying basically why they think that it wasn't left in the city uh, because Nebuchadnezzar, uh, his siege, nothing moved in or out of Jerusalem for like eighteen months, and people were starving. Um, so it seems as if maybe like the Hebrews smuggled it out during that period. And then this is kind of where they like stored it in there. Um, now, honestly, that's uh, that's about all I think we have as far as where it might have gone. Um, now there are some interesting theories regarding what the Ark Trevor, actually might discuss, be. And, you know, the purpose, did you discuss the purpose the of the chapel in Ethiopia? I may have missed. You go ahead on that one. I do remember that. Most plausible locations, just by lore documentation. Oh, I see it now. My notes. It's held in Axum, Ethiopia, at the Church of Our Lady of Mary of Zion. I can't. It's it's a weird phrase. Anyway, the Ark was somehow transported by an act of God to Ethiopia. And I believe that had to, that had to be simultaneous with the uh, sack of Jerusalem, meaning that the Ark was, was taken from Jerusalem when the Babylonians were invading and they somehow made it to Ethiopia in order to get it out of the clutches of the impending invasion. And I, I, for whatever reason, they decided Ethiopia was a good spot. And, Ever since, there's been a chapel that allegedly houses the Ark, and essentially a religious order of Christian origin or Christian leanings, I I would assume, has been instituted there. And and that's just one of the, the alleged destinations of the Ark. Yeah, I actually did have that written down. I just kind of... I skipped over it. My bad. I have to, like I said, like Christian said, we have like 10 pages of notes on this. I'm sure we're probably missing a lot too, but uh, we are running up on an hour. So I think we should probably get into some of the theories regarding the arc. And this is kind of where some of the fun stuff comes in. Some of the aliens and stuff like that. uh, And some speculations on um, higher uh, technology advancements, I guess, uh, compared to what people think uh, due to like Bible uh, dictations and stuff like that. But the first theory is the extraterrestrial origin. So some people believe uh, that when Moses was summoned to Mount Sinai, so basically this is where he was summoned by God to receive the order for the ark. Um, But apparently uh, at this mount, um, it, some people believe that it wasn't God that he was meeting with, but rather uh, he boarded a spacecraft that awaited him on top of the mountain. Uh, now, this is the one I definitely want to believe in. because Was it, was it the Millennium really Falcon cool or the USS about. Enterprise? <laughs> I don't think it was Star Wars. but Better with the Star Destroyer. <laughs> I don't know, dude. Um, but anyways, when he returned from the, the spacecraft, uh, he had this glow to him. Um, which I don't know the the significance in that, but the, the next part, uh, he, he also seemed to have aged significant, 
significantly. So basically, um, he suggests that the age or people suggest that the age is due from him being in space for a long period of time. And I'm not like real sure on space time and blah, blah, blah. But according, you know, to the movies that I've seen, um, time goes by slower when you're in space. So you're in space for, let's say five years, but really it was like 25 years on earth. Um, so that's kind of where that comes from. Uh, but the time that was spent in space, um, he was basically learning all of what God was telling him to do for the ark, you know, allegedly God, uh, but AKA the aliens. Um, and now why people really buy into this theory is due to sort of the mystical um, or sort of like miracle uh, powers that the ark actually like did for the people during that time. But um, now I'm not sure if you researched that, but if you did definitely put your two cents in, but no, that um, I, I only, so my, my research was relegated to, okay, uh, limited so I, to the actual destinations. That was my intrigue. Okay. Okay. Well, dude, I, I was intrigued by that too until I saw some. Of Trevor, these I'm gonna let you take like, the rain on this guy like, because I believe actually... you're much more well versed than I am. I, I mean, I'm, I'm more on the some. Yeah, go some ahead. of these yeah. make sense. And then the next theory uh, was that uh, it was basically a communication device, and uh, which. I mean, it kind of makes sense because how, how else do people communicate with God other than, you know, prayer or whatever, or, you know, him, him uh, appearing in people's dreams or whatever that you, you read that throughout the Bible anyways. Um, but basically the Israelites, they believed that it was communication device uh, to speak with God. Uh, and when active, it was said that God appeared between the two uh, cherubs, uh, and at this specific point on the ark was known as the uh, the mercy seat, uh, basically, you know, like a king's seat. Um, and it was almost like a hologram. That was one of the other theories, but that kind of ties in with this as well. So it was almost as if like he, he was a hologram sitting on this mercy seat and communicating with them. And that was basically it for that one. I mean, nothing too detailed, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Uh, this one Christian might actually find interesting. They thought that this might be some sort of electrical capacitor. Um, now, most electrical engineers and scientists believe that it resembles something, you know, much like uh, an electrical generator or capacitor uh, from today. Um, and now this is kind of where the wood thing comes back into play. Uh, so some, so they believe that the ark was made from wood and covered in gold inside and out. Um, and they believe that the wood kind of acted like an insulator between uh, the positive and negative charges of the electrical capacitor. So, um, and this could, the electrical capacitor could explain some of the deaths, you know, when people got super close to it or if people touched it um, and they weren't supposed to other than the rods or whatever. And, you know, maybe this is why some people, when they touched it, they, they died. Um, you know, they touched it and boom, they got electrocuted or, you know, some force or some power just beat the shit out of them basically. <laughs> um, and I don't know that that's all I have for the electrical capacitor. I mean, I, I just think it's super fascinating to think because back in those times, um, you know, I mean, they didn't have 
what we consider today, you know, technology, you know, the advancement that we have, they didn't have back then as depicted uh, by humans. So, uh, you know, we could be totally wrong, but then if, if the alien theory is correct and it's a possibility that they had the um, technology, I guess, advanced enough to you know, produce something this powerful. Uh, and now uh, a couple other theories, these aren't as, you know, crazy. Um, the Temple Mount, basically where people think it is still, uh, this is a common site that people have supposedly saw UFOs and, uh, and, you know, possibly aliens looking for, you know, their, their lost ark or their lost weapon, basically. And, uh, another theory is that the ark was specifically just a weapon. So, I mean, that kind of makes sense too. If you think about the Jericho situation, you know, there was blowing on the trumpets, playing with their air rods and the wall blew down after six days or sorry, on the seventh day. And then they went in and, you know, well, like fuck shit up. What they could have done. They is won they the war. Just ran the wall a few times with that large golden object, and <laughs> right. And then the final, the final thought, the final theory that I found is that there were multiple arcs, and so it was believed that um, the arcs are spread apart because. If they were all extremely powerful, you wouldn't want to have them all in one specific general area. And so um, this kind of brings up, um, you know, I, I don't know if it brings up anything that people could disbelieve about it. But um, if this were the case, then, you know, who knows where the real one is? Because someone could say, oh, we have it here. Uh, but if they're too afraid to open it due to God's wrath, when people do open it, um, they may not have the real one. So that's just kind of food for thought there. And that's kind of all I had on the theories. Um, but yeah, there was a, there was a lot on this episode. So hopefully you've stayed with us till the end. Uh, Christian, do you got any more, Don't any be more too final honest, thoughts? Guys. We're, just out. We're getting our groove, but, uh, but no, this is, this <laughs> yeah, is the onset real. of hopefully a significant series of podcasts. Uh, with similar subjects, we'll, we'll conspiracies. We'll we'll lend ourselves to paranormal, uh, maybe some uh, disputed historical events, things of that nature. I, I guess that's the epitome of a conspiracy. But uh, yeah, but no, I <laughs> I think we'll we'll keep it interesting for you guys. We like to present information and give a subtle subtle opinion on the information, a subtle uh, spin to it, but. Yeah, keep keep uh, keep listening and, and make sure to give us feedback because that's the only way we can get better or even learn about various subjects. We're willing to honestly talk about anything within paranormal and conspiracy. And and uh, feedback is an integral part of, of our success and, and our uh, uh, maturity as well. Yeah, hundred percent agree with you there. Yeah, uh, you know, like I said before, we did we did receive a lot of good feedback, and I do appreciate you guys reaching out. And one thing I will say is, um, if you guys are used to listening to, you know, maybe the Brohio or some of the other popular ones, um, you know, their sound quality might be just a hair better than ours. But uh, we're working through that. Christian's got a mic on the way soon, 
and uh, we'll, we'll have that figured out. Again, we are new, so bear with us. I promise it'll get better. Um, guys, reach out to us on Instagram at What Lies Beneath Podcast. You can find us there. That's probably the best spot. Uh, we did receive a, f- a couple of uh, messages in regards to top uh, potential topics that we can cover. Uh, I'm excited about that, so definitely keep sending those our way. We'll do the research for you uh, so yeah, you lazy bastards Sunday don't afternoon. have to. Uh-oh. Just remember, <laughs> mandating more work. Hey, dude, was a, that was a well spent. That was yeah, a well spent yeah. Sunday, wasn't it? Though. Yeah, and then you got to come on here and listen to my sweet, sweet voice. Yeah. Whatever you say, man. <laughs> no comment. No comment. All right, cool beans, cool beans. Yeah, thanks you guys again so much, and until next time.